0: Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we like to talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. My name is Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood, and today I'm a tea-dep tea
1: boy because I have this lovely sherbet-flavored tea that i have enjoying. Thank Ooh, you. You are quite welcome. My name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. And today I'm, uh, well, I guess I'm a tea maker. <laughs> 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 those all those capital T's. The tea yeah, boy. All those capital T's. You're welcome. Oh, God. Trevor go. Yeah, I'm Trevor <laughs> on.
2: I'm a super chub. I am in West Hollywood as usual. And today I am a I'm a waffle boy because I had some eggo waffles for breakfast. I made those too. <laughs> yes. The key's sorry, the key is to <laughs> toast them twice.
3: Ooh, oh, extra. Okay.
2: Twice. I always thought they were a little goodness.
3: sloppy. Twice toasted waffles. My name is Michael, I am a chaser, and today I'm a sleep sleepy boy, but I have my cauldron of coffee. And my three best friends in the room with me, ready to make a a podcast. Rock so, and roll. Um, but before we do that, we want to uh, quickly pitch you on our Patreon, which we are kicking in full high yeah. gear. It's got we so on. much stuff. Post-Covid. We really have. Like,
0: some of the content on there is really good.
3: Like we are mm-hmm. we are going in full blast. It's post-COVID Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> they
0: may be mini sodes but they are sods. That's their their sods. They're so
3: sods.
2: Oh, I don't think. Our listeners know about this. Oh. So there is a new <gasps> feature on the Patreon called The Cutting Room Floor. It's mm-hmm, hilarious. Which mm-hmm. is stuff that yeah. is cut from the podcast, which imagine if we had been doing this all along, Michael.
3: I know. We could have so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, there is th- there's a sadistic part of me that's like, well, we could just go back. No, no. No. I'm not- no exactly. <laughs> do not do that to yourself. It's too much. Um, no, we <laughs> we take, it, it's a fair amount of stuff too. And not, not everything that we cut from the show makes it yeah. in there, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of our are more rambling, funnier moments that really wouldn't make for a good episode, but it makes for something interesting to listen mm-hmm. to.
0: If anything, the, those uh, Cutting Room Floor segments underscore what a good job Michael does at making us sound That's poker. right. <laughs> yes. That's why you need me. That's why I get paid
3: the big bucks. Uh, That's right. We don't
1: sound like shit because all the shit is now in the Cutting Room <laughs> Floor files that you can listen to. So listen to our shit. Yeah. Yes.
2: Um, this month, so we just released our uh, episode with Dan and I, our first ever mini as a couple, mm-hmm. talking about uh, domestic chub-chaser life. It's so romantic. Navigating stuff it's like that. It's very cute. Um, and later this month, I think, Michael and I are going to be doing yes. a sandwich special mini-sode, which That's I'm excited right.
3: about. I've been brainstorming. So we're each going to make our sort of our, you know, our named sandwich. Like, yes. w- what would our sandwich be? And I've been working on my ideas. I, I have to test them, though. I have to, you know, I have to go through a full God. process. Does of- this
1: involve, like, a tower and dropping it off the top of it? Or
2: No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Full if scientific you carry it theory. around and treat it like a baby.
2: It's
0: actually interesting. Dan and I got into a sandwich conversation last week where we both realized that we need to chop liver on our sandwiches. If we're- Chopped
1: liver is an excellent, yeah. excellent spread.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, all right, on. fine. Pate so hey is an excellent, excellent spread. <laughs> anyway, the point is we're going to be doing um, at least an hour of mini per month. We have cutting room floor four times a month or five if we do five episodes. And we've got little behind the scenes videos all on Patreon. So please go support us there. Um, it doesn't cost much; it's whatever you can afford, mm-hmm. and we super super appreciate it because we use that money to pay our editor of the show, um, whoever that may be. Sometimes it's me, <laughs> um, and we really really appreciate it. Uh, we also have. Well, do we want to do the Zoom?
2: Yeah, so uh, we'll we're gonna plug this a couple times, but this is not a Patreon exclusive. This is a podcast this is for everybody yeah. exclusive. Um, in October, we're gonna be doing another Zoom thing, but we're theming it around kind of self-care. It's gonna be kind of like a group discussion about like skincare, um, things to make your home more fat friendly. If you're a fat person who wants your house to be fat-friendly, or if you are someone who loves fat people and wants to. Uh, Accommodate your friends, lovers, family, and this is
1: not so much you know a a lecture, but basically people, all of all of you, bringing best practices. So like this is what works for me. Yeah.
3: So we have our own things, but we also would love to hear your things, and because everybody has their different, their own different creative solutions for all of these issues. Yes. Um, So that will be happening in October. We'll remind you guys a couple times again. We'll also maybe put out a poll, or at least ask people individually what the best time of week and day would be, because obviously we have an international audience, and so it's a little troublesome to try and get the perfect time um
2: if this is something you sound really in like you're like oh yes i absolutely want to do this uh send us a message and let us know your time know. zone and like yeah. this time would be best for me or like these times would not work at all for me um yeah once this is done we're going to record the zoom and it's going to let the recording will live on our patreon just because mm-hmm. i feel like that's a good way to keep it yeah uh, safe for everyone mm-hmm. And but, if they
0: want to write us right now without skipping around the episode or looking for the link, what is our e-g, what is our email address? Oh yeah.
2: Bigfetgaypod at gmail.com. That's Ooh. right. Boom, baby. Boom. Boom. Nailed it. End of episode. <laughs> and just
1: to be clear, the, the, <laughs>
0: the
2: zoom,
1: the zoom call will be for everybody, but it will live in a recording on Patreon.
3: Exactly. Yes. So I think that's all of the business we've got going on. Yeah. Shall we, uh, shall we dive into our. Yeah.
2: I got a real, uh, the pop culture is themed in that, that the pop culture's
3: theme is everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, first up, uh, we have a story about a, a love the size boutique. Oh my God. It is this, the name of the shop in, um, in Charlotte, North Carolina is juicy body goddess. Yes.
1: And this shop has been, it's, it's, it's a pillar of the community. It's been featured on the Today Show. Yeah, and apparently it got to enough notoriety that people started sending them hate mail for
3: existing. So yeah. the woman, the owner of the shop, is uh, the reason why she got the shop got noticed at all is because she went viral greeting people yeah. with such enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. She
0: needs her own show. Yeah, like, she's I,
3: amazing. She she reminds me a lot. She I feel like she could play Lizzo's mom in like the TV like the TV movie mm-hmm. version of Lizzo's life. Mm-hmm um like she's just amazing and warm and everything that you would imagine somebody who would own a shop like this would be she went viral then she got on the today show and all mm-hmm. those things and well and that just had to be stopped yeah <laughs> there was there was <laughs> kindness and and niceness and
1: that just how, had to be stamped how dare out she. so yeah so people started sending all this hate mail about like and, you know the usual like you know you are glorifying obesity mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, put <laughs> you know, down the chicken wings. It, racist, in addition to fat, um uh, anti-fat. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, what's
0: so interesting? It's like if they record, they play a couple of the recordings of people that of messages that have been left on the voice It, it yeah. was never a clearer example in my life have I seen of what you were talking about,
1: Dan. Of like mm. these people going like, "You eat all these chicken wings and blah blah blah, and you deserve diabetes," and like. It it's this. Oh wait, no, wait. It, was, it was a foregone conclusion that of course you're gonna get diabetes, therefore yeah. you're promoting diabetes. I hate you stuff. because you're gonna get diabetes. I hate you because you're gonna get diabetes. Yeah. yeah. And like- I mean I just wanna know, I wanna know where are all the cigar shops and smoke shops getting their hate mail for promoting ill
3: health. Well are they owned by fat people? Because then they will. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the
1: thing. Like, you know, or, or the liquor store. Why aren't liquor stores getting bombarded with hate mail yeah. for like contributing to alcoholism? I remember that when when rush limbaugh was a big thing, right? He got a lot of hate for
0: being fat. Right, but mm-hmm. every photo of him had a big chomp and cigar in his mouth, and nobody ever commented.
1: Nobody, on no, no, because that was yeah. masculine.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Sometimes <laughs> a cigar is just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> a, a big fat smoking <laughs> cock. Suck on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um, I feel like we can just because kind
2: of, the two topics are very intertwined mm-hmm. in that they are very fat phobic responses. This to upcoming fashion. topic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I want to just mm-hmm. jump into the other one cuz th- there's a lot of crossover in discussing in both. Yeah. Yeah. So Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, wait, it's not but your parents. Grand- yeah. It's not
1: your parents Abercrombie and Fitch.
2: Yes. Uh, so they and I feel like we had we talked about them the kind of history of them. And then kind of like them trying to rebrand, yeah.
3: trying to and so, redeem yeah, themselves. Previously,
1: they had a history of like really doubling down on, no,
3: we're only for pretty people. And, yeah. and the CEO specifically, mm-hmm. who is no longer there yeah. as of 2014, he is no longer mm-hmm. the CEO.
1: And they became or tried to become or are becoming much more inclusive to the point where fat people can wear their clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and and they,
2: here's where the problem comes in. And they featured um, a model. A couple. on well, the, couple models. No, these
1: are just customers who posted. Well, they, they
3: well, I mean, say they're, they're customers. Yes. Yeah. They but, I mean, look like models. They're mo- like they. I feel like they're Instagram models. Yeah, mm-hmm. but at any rate, plus size models slash customers slash yeah. people who bought their clothes and then put po- pictures of themselves wearing the clothes, tagging themselves
1: on Abercrombie and Fitch's Facebook page or Instagram page, right?
3: And they shared it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so
1: basically, Abercrombie and Fitch is saying, "Look who's wearing our clothes! Isn't this great?" And then what happened, Trevor?
2: I mean, I don't think I need to say. it. Yeah, exactly. I think people just know. <laughs> <laughs> Our listener, they uh, got unless blocked. this is someone's first episode, they're like, "Well, what happened?" I don't know what they got Wait, the lava back.
1: came down the mountain, and then what?
2: <laughs> <sighs> and so, one of the comments was, oh, "God, new Abercrombie and Fitch had just dropped this season. They're featuring diabetes and heart attacks." Yeah. Which, so okay, so we were talking. We talked about the whole thing with Juicy Body Goddess yeah. and people talking about diabetes. I am very curious when I was reading this. If they had a thin model who had a uh, the continuous glucose monitor, oh. like the Freestyle Libre, if they had a thin model who had diabetes, no problem at all. And they I love that, that if people would be like, "Oh my god, it's so great that they're featuring people with diabetes." <laughs> How great! how showing wow. that people yeah do the, you know that this is a real well, problem it, people face it's
1: never look it's never I love ever that. it's never ever ever about health it's always about blame exactly if you're a thin person with diabetes not your fault if you're a fat person with diabetes
2: well it must be your fault you earned it you earned it so it's it's never about health always about blame or a th- you know like uh sports illustrated has a thin model who has you know a big chest scar and like ice you know I survived a heart attack. I'm like, how brave, how noble. But yeah. if it was a fat person, it would be like, well, of course they had a heart attack because they're fat. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, this, there's one that is happened so, if they just is, lost some weight. It is not about health and it is just so obvious and annoying. And, and I,
3: Abercrombie and Fitch did not take the post. Yes. <laughs> people set, claimed they did, but it, I, yeah. It's and still up.
1: to the point where Abercrombie and Vitch had to say, and we didn't take the post down. Cause you're saying we took it down. We yeah. didn't take it down. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, I love that, you know, they're standing up for it. They're not doing a thing about it. Uh, yeah. Well, they're, their economic future depends on it. Well, know? that's, yeah. but you know what, that, that when, has always been true, but you know, we've talked about it so many times on the podcast, just because fat clothing sells doesn't mean they'll yeah. make it. it. It also made a point in one of the articles. I don't remember which one uh, of,
0: 50% of the American public cannot find clothing in their size outside of 13% of all American malls.
3: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The, it, yeah. People are classified as quote unquote obese. Uh, can there? It's, yeah. yeah, some percentage of but them the American,
0: American average size can only, yeah,
3: it's, <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's, it's only insane. 13% of stores have that size available. Um, and I, and I will say the Abercrombie and Fitch like plus size clothing does not go that high. Yeah. Like, it, well, it does for it them. Goes, it goes, yeah, it, no, it does for them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It is this is improvement over Abercrombie and Fitch in
1: the I, past. I mean that that that's, that thin son of a bitch CEO would have had a heart attack if he'd seen how big the sizes are now.
2: But it wouldn't have been his fault. <laughs> no, certainly not. I mean, I, I agree. It is not that big, and I, you know we have covered Saucy West's uh, fight for inclusivity and that like demanding more from companies, from retailers, from designers, and. I mean, I'm that because I a lot of the you know brands when they expand sizing, I still can't wear it. But I think it is incremental change, Mm -hmm. and very much for incremental change because it means we're getting
3: there. Yeah, and somebody will be able to somebody who didn't used to be able to wear their clothes will now be able to, and that's that's something. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: it's Fat Watch (laughs) in 2022. Lizzo edition. Yay. Oh my God. So much Lizzo. She's, I mean, she didn't go anywhere. We, She, she flew on and we watched her sail into the distance <laughs> to bigger and better things, like, including winning a VMA. Yes. For song. It was song for good. It, it was. Good. Yeah. It was the best
3: uh, music video. It was the or video for good. And I love yeah. how She
1: says, I don't know what that means, but I'm glad.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know what that means either. Um, do no, you she, see the dress? Yeah, oh my well, God. Dress the dress is. Oh, dress my is. God,
0: that dress was. Yeah, the dress is. We but, did
3: have a listener write in, and it, he was wondering about, so the red carpet dress yes, that I you wore in. I loved the red carpet dress. It was this huge, dress. like, billowing, but, like, sculpted, giant, flowing, Ugh. like, okay. thing. so I have a very, very unpopular take here. Uh-oh.
2: I was not a big fan of the red carpet dress.
3: <gasps> so the listener wasn't either.
2: I mean, I didn't hate it, but I was just like, he felt like it was covering her up. Yes, but also, I don't know. I didn't feel like it was that. And I think it's, if I saw it in person, it would be different. But I, I don't know. It's, it's not my favorite. Maybe it
3: didn't photograph well.
2: I mean, I, I really loved the, the pink outfit for when she was performing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, the, The black with, like, the cone bras. The black one, yeah. The The, nose ring. The Madonna dress. The Madonna dress. I loved that she did that. Can I just
1: say, it looks so much better on
2: Lizzo.
0: (laughs) Kind of agree? um, I
2: know. It's the first time I've liked the nose ring to ear chain, Hmm. which is, like, a very 90s thing, which I never really got. I'm like, but Lizzo, it's like, okay, now I get it. I I mean, Lizzo, can
3: she can do no wrong. Anyway. Um, And her... Her acceptance speech yes. for for this award was fucking phenomenal. I, you know, starting with the part that isn't in this, because there's a video of it that I want to mm-hmm. play, like, a clip of it. Um, but she does, she says, I don't know what vote for, uh, video for good means, um, but I do know what voting means. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she sort of turned it into um, encouraging people to vote to repeal certain laws, like <coughs> Texas. <coughs> mm-hmm. um, Let's just repeal Texas. And, and everywhere, repeal Texas. Else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everywhere else. Everywhere um, else. Yeah, and to basically use your power to vote uh, to make it to affect good change in the world. And then uh, she said this. And now,
2: to the bitches that got something to say about me in the press. Yeah.
0: You know what? I'm not gonna say nothing. They'd be like, Lizzo, why don't you clap back? Why don't you clap back?
2: Because, bitch, I'm winning, ho. Yeah. They're bitches <laughs> i didn't want to cover this but it comes so just do you all know what she's referring to i do not i do not do you, michael do you know Mm-mm. okay so it's unanimous oh so last week on some podcast or something aries spears from mad tv
1: oh oh i remember his I career
2: remember <laughs> um was asked about lizzo's music and he went on a tirade about her body really and her health mm-hmm. and holy depend- shit for those of you who haven't seen Aries Spears in a while, he is yeah, he's he's fat. He's fat. Yeah, he was never and, thin. And like was kind of like out of breath just criticizing this <laughs> as well. <laughs> like, oh, boy. And then people were dragging him on Twitter. And then he released a video being like, why are you making fun of me? I Oh, boy. Like, mm. And you just, he went for her for no reason. I don't know. But I, I, but you no, know, it's,
1: it's, it's what we've been talking about this whole episode, which is, what do you think of her music? And he goes off on mm-hmm. what she looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So I don't know. I'm sorry, Aries Spears. I hope you, uh, fall in a gutter, get, get some <laughs> therapy and, um, learn to play the flute half as good as Yuzo I don't know. Just, um, that's what all that was. And, Kudos to Lizzo for just not even. Yeah. Cause I'm winning yeah. for yeah. having a platform to bitch, really I'm just, winning. Yeah, to really just shoot him down and just being like, no, I'm just going to enjoy my win. And did not even mention him. Yeah. Not even yeah. Bother. yeah. I mean, if
0: she had, he would have been overjoyed. Oh my God. Yes. Any sort of relevance. He would have succeeded. 90s? He
1: would have succeeded. Yeah. The fact that he's even being asked, I think part of it might've been like, why are you asking me about Lizzo? Why aren't you asking me about me? Um, I mean' <laughs> <'cause> nobody cares <laughs> uh, it's always
3: good to hear from from Lizzo when she's being awesome, yes, yes, so okay, here our, we are, uh,
2: our main topic this week, uh Michael, I feel like you should set it up because you kind of yeah, so this to us.
3: basically we, we were as we were batting around ideas for main subjects um i <clears throat> I had this experience recently where uh I spent a lot of time with my my two sisters on a on a weekend away together, and I'm very close to them. And then a couple of weekends later, uh, my partner and I, Michael, spent some time with our Chub Chaser friends um, at their place. And the difference in interaction for me, as far as like, I felt exhausted after spending that much time with my sisters, even though I'm close to them, versus spending a weekend with our friends. Yeah, so- they're – it's not like you don't like your sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. That's not the issue at all. It's yeah. just, and and what it boiled down to for me was kind of a, a difference in um, how much am I having to sort of, you know, the term masking, like how much are you sort of fitting yourself into a situation that you aren't necessarily um, part of or belong to, like my straight sisters versus my chub chaser gay couple friends. And it kind of brought up this idea of like, how do you relate to social situations. How, when do you get to just be yourself? And how does that affect your, um, your comfortability? And, you know, like I've (laughs) identified myself as an introvert, which Stan has opinions on, but (laughs) the point being that social situations frequently exhaust me, but it was really novel to see like, Oh, I can spend an entire weekend with these two friends who are in our community and I get along with, and I don't feel exhausted afterwards.
1: Well, and I I think there's several markers in that it's, they're gay, they're in the Chubb Chaser scene, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing to navigate, there's no sexual politics to navigate because you're both in couples. And so it really is a lot of the stuff that I think maybe you go through your day concerned about, Michael, it's like that was all off the table.
3: Yeah, and Mm -hmm. it was was really, really, so anyway, we wanted to kind of broaden it to what have been our experiences with those kinds of dynamics, and I think also looping in something like Bigger Vegas where, as Dan pointed out, you know, I had a great time, and that was also exhausting for me because there is that additional dynamic. Oh yeah, of like you know who's sleeping with whom, and is that on the table? Is it off the table? Are we just here to hang out? And anyway, so I, I thought it would be interesting to kind of talk about some of those things, and and then also we we had a sort of an offshoot of this of like couples hanging out with couples, and all the different. I don't know ways that that can go right and wrong. Um, so out of curiosity, have uh, to the extroverts in the room, Dan and and Don, like, have you guys had an experience where you, you were in a social situation that you felt like you so didn't belong in that it was, it was just, you were sort of, I don't know, like, did you ever feel like exhausted or like ready to get out of it again? And I, I would say more like, Maybe in your younger years, because Dan, you're very much like I just don't put myself in this situation. <laughs> well, no, so,
1: all right, so here's my anecdote. I and I, I find this this comes up more than more than I realized it would. So with the Zooming during the pandemic, oh god, and, and yeah, exactly, and getting yeah. getting back in touch with old friends. So it got very popular for a while that old friends groups old friend groups would hang out together on zoom. So for example, the, all the people in my, uh, that, that I would hang out with from college, but not really, I never really hung out with them. They were all just in the theater department. And I was, <laughs> in fact, if anything, I was probably the only theater major and they were all like maybe
3: oh. <laughs> half majors or
1: non-majors. But the point was like, I was probably more theater department than any of them, but I've never felt part of this click. But, but here's the thing. So we were all in Los Angeles at a time and we decided, oh, we'll meet in person. Mm. And it was great seeing people and they're talking and we're interacting. And I have never been so bored in my life.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I'm like, why am I so bored? Why am I so not enjoying this? And I just got really in touch with, I am not part of this world. Mm. I, and when I was much younger and I didn't know who I was sexually, I would resent that world. I'd be like, how dare you? Why can't we do this? Why why are you always so concerned about that? Mm. And then as I got more in touch with me, I'm like, oh no, that's just that's just how that is. Yeah. And I got in touch with, I am so not part of that. Like it's okay. Like it would the same way, like if you go to Paris and you realize, oh wow, I'm really not French. (laughs) (laughs) I am so not French. Yeah. But I think where you might experience it as wearing or tiresome, I experience it as being bored and like, can I leave now? Yeah, it's
3: sort of non-stimulating. Non-stimulating. Yeah. Yeah. But it's that feeling of like I don't I just don't belong here. What about you, Don? I'm curious. Have you ever had a experience like that?
1: Um,
0: very regularly for me. I, I work in the entertainment industry. I go to a lot of functions for either sort of executive stuff mm. or actors and sports people just because that's who I'm friends oh, with. Yeah. And so in one side of of the creatives um, or the producers, they tend to have a more sort of slick appearance, right? Mm, yeah. Selling yourself is part of that oh, career. Yeah. I'm not that, right? I don't, yeah. I'm not physically, um, uh, what's the best way to it's, put this? Well, it's
3: the, as Dan puts it in, you know, in New York, you, you sell yourself with how you dress and in LA, mm. you sell yourself with how you, how your what, body looks. No, yeah. yeah, yeah the right. LA is a body culture. Yeah. Whereas so,
1: uh, in yeah in New York, you would dress up in a lot of fancy clothes, but in LA, you
0: Buy yeah. clothes that show off your body. So what's interesting to me is like when I'm in the in the sort of producer realm, um, a lot of the people who dress sort of dress schlubby or don't have the bodies that mm-hmm. everyone else does, those are usually the people you need to impress. So when people <laughs> show up in the room, often they will look at me and they'll kind of zoom in oh. as like, I don't know who you are, but you might be somebody that I need to. It,
1: it, it, it's almost like, oh, you're not dressed to impress. You must not have to. Yeah, you must not have hmm. to.
0: Whereas, so I, I, that's end a great up feeling, tactic. Well, I end up feeling a little uncomfortable cause I've got people coming at me from directions that I'm
1: not <laughs> expecting you to green light their show. Yeah. Uh, like
0: I'm, that's not me. Okay. Um, and then on I the actor that. front, it's very much like, oh, I don't want to do you. I'm not going to talk with you. Mm. Right. Oh, and, but, act- but that's also all of my sort of mainstream gay interactions. I was going to say that that's that not like actor. World. That's
3: gay. It's, well, it's, actors, it's
0: actor too. Like actors, I can't tell you. Yeah. Like, uh, I've got a friend who's this big sort of, uh, you know, mocap guy. So I keep meeting these beautiful athletic Mm. uh, model actresses through him. And (laughs) most of them do not talk to me until he mentions in passing, oh, he works for this company. Oh, he's this. He's this. And then all of a sudden, I am the most interesting person in the room. Yeah. And I can't tell you how fast that drains me.
3: I, I'm oh, sure I have yeah. this a far less to a far less degree than you do, but that has happened in terms of like, if I ever get introduced to a group, like similar kind of group mm. as a director uh, people's eyes, <laughs> their Boom. heads yeah. snap <laughs> around so quickly that they're, they just break yep. and <laughs> and every, every
0: like, actor and every department head in that room is all of a sudden your bestest, bestest buddy. Yeah.
3: yeah. And it, it, it is weird. Uh, has there been an example of that professionally speaking where you did feel like you fit in where you didn't have to have that kind of like,
0: yeah. When I'm dealing with actual creatives, Mm. um, writers don't give a crap what you look like. Yeah. Mm. Um, and especially working with uh, like uh, when I work with female writers and female producers, as soon as it comes out that I'm gay, Mm. I find Mm. a really easy work dynamic forms Mm -hmm. and it sucks a lot less juice out of me. Yeah. You know, um, they, they feel like, I I don't know. I feel like there's an extra level of defenses that go down, like they don't feel like they have
1: to protect themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. Literally protect mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah.
3: Like, yeah, like how much, how much sexual harassment goes completely unchecked yeah.
1: or that, you know, you're going to have to protect the straight man's ego mm-hmm. or like,
3: yeah. there's just or a subtler lot of things. There's
1: yeah. a lot of managing. It, it literally yeah. removes a minefield. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. What about you, Trevor? Okay, well, so The other as, little introvert in the room.
2: As someone who is married to an introvert, so there's something... Married to an extrovert. i <laughs> sorry, married to an extrovert.
0: I love that Dan got offended at that. Oh my
2: God. <laughs> married
3: to a what? I couldn't possibly. I mean, <laughs> Dan's offended at the whole concept of introvert. I am
1: extrovert. not. You were so blowing this out
0: of
3: my
2: <laughs> Anyway, Trevor. As someone who is married to an extrovert, I have frequently been put in the position, and we kind of, this is something we work through, of like going with Dan oh, yeah. to like these oh yeah I don't know what I feel it's like I feel like I'm being <laughs> like the child being dragged to like a grown-up party <laughs> where there was a couple's dinner we went to where oh, yeah they were discussing
1: uh, well, can I give the background of who and what yes okay so these are this is a very old friend from high school and yeah. <laughs> Spoiler: I went to an all nerd high school. (laughs) (laughs) Best kind, man. Only nerds. Only nerds. (laughs) What? (laughs) But but okay, and he and so, but he was a concert violinist. He had married a concert uh, musician as well, and so, and I have a pretty broad musical background, and so, they
2: were discussing (laughs) European opera. It was specifically, like Swiss opera. Or we were discussed.
1: Well, no, com- <laughs> it was it was what, sec. Anyway, the <laughs> the point was, it got like, oh, well, what you know, do you think? The political standards of a particular continent might influence the art and how they interpret their opera. As you know, this, as one does.
2: As this was going on, I felt myself like Benjamin buttoning and like shrinking down, <laughs> yeah. and just like I would like some crayons now, so I can draw on table <laughs> because this oh. is just like excruciating and like I just. It was just so far removed from anything I could take part in. Mm. Um, and then there was, can can I
1: just interject something really quick here? Cause I think this is a really nice piece of news. Yes.
2: So that friend
1: and at that particular dinner party, there was, um, he was kind of, he he was part of the mainstream of like, well, yeah, well, fat people are unhealthy and blah, blah, blah. And you know, most of my life's work is around subverting that. And, um, he is now a fan of the podcast. (laughs)
3: <laughs> hello that friend <laughs> <laughs> yes
2: and uh, there was just a couple other things where like you know as an introvert like things like that are so draining to me and like there was a it was like a gay ivy league alumni thing in west hollywood that dan wanted me to go to well because i wanted my him.
1: partner there yes and it's
2: like i am not yeah. ivy league and i am going to say I went to Columbia and then they're like, Oh yes, of course. And then the Columbia, Columbia, the other one, college Chicago. (laughs) Um, And I was like, I just don't want to like be constantly doing that or, you know, have them think I mean, Columbia, New York, and then have it go to a point where it's like, actually, no, I like, and, or just like, I don't know, just so not my like, Sleek, a gay, <laughs> alu- yeah. Ivy league alumni. We're well,
1: like- I, I think, I think selfishly, perhaps part of what I love is like, I have this beautiful super chub partner and I want to, I'm proud of him. I want to show him off. You want to bring the arm candy. Yeah. And <laughs> I, but I also, but I, but it's also self-expression for me because I, and, and my work, cause I mean, I'm not like it's in the service of that, but I want these guys to see a mixed size couple being happy and partnered Mm. because they never see that yeah Mm -hmm.
3: that's a lot for trevor to have to. that's a lot for trevor to
1: bear
2: well i think (laughs) it would be if it were different i think i could do it like i do you remember we went to that Mixer thing for Los Angelino. Oh yeah, uh, like the launch of well, this well, LA and, news website. And by the way, that was your invitation. Yes, so it wasn't something that came I for was me. A, you were the arm candy.
1: I was. I was the arm candy, or at least Trevor. Trevor had the impetus to go.
2: Yes, I, it was my invitation, and I like. I don't know. I networked there. And oh, you did.
3: <laughs> uh, you worked I mean, the room.
2: Yeah, it was uh, exhausting because it was basically, uh, I don't know, it was all like all these different writers
1: it wasn't like me introducing you to some alumni from
2: yale and yeah.
1: like oh what do you do oh well i work in finance you know
2: well and i think now i am more like i think i could maybe i'm not this is not an agreement this is not <laughs> oh <a> contract <laughs> oh but i think maybe i could go to one of those now because i like i produce our podcast I am a board member of yeah. the oldest. I completely agree. Pet rights it. organization.
3: You are on the record now, Trevor. Yeah. Um, so one of the reasons I wanted to bring this sort of topic up, broadly speaking, was that I thought it was, um, it was really enlightening for me to kind of piece together that it was possible to have an extended social interaction with anybody um, that wasn't like my partner, where I didn't feel exhausted afterwards. And and I wonder how many listeners we have who maybe feel very like homebody, like, cause that's totally me. Like Mm -hmm. I, I could, I mean, quarantine honestly wasn't that difficult for me from a social perspective. Cause I kind of am a homebody anyway. Oh, Dan, Uh, Mr. Mr. Extrovert. Oh, he
2: was dying. Said no, he settled in. I feel like very nicely. Oh, did he
1: eventually, which was scary for me? Like, who am I? No. Oh, oh, we did talk about that. that. Like it's, it, the,
0: the the length of the quarantine has made it hard for me to start reaching out again mm. and start reestablishing those groups.
1: I, I found what changed for me was when, before the quarantine, if I spent a day without going out, I would be like, whoa, I'm really getting cabin fever. Mm. And yeah. now I can spend days and days not yeah. going out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, who is this person Humans who can do adaptable. this? Humans are adaptable.
3: Yeah. Humans yeah. are adaptable. And, th- and that's kind of my point was that if you've spent a long time or maybe even your whole life feeling like there isn't, like a, a so a version of a social interaction for you that isn't either where you feel unwelcome or that you might feel exhausted or tedious or yeah. kind of like Trevor walking to a space that you're not welcome in. Uh, and maybe that's been true, but I think that there's maybe a version of that that isn't such a bad experience. Maybe there's a yeah. version of that that you aren't exhausted by.
2: I mean, when you, you know, as a fat person, as a very fat person, as, you know, someone who likes fat people, when you get to be in a space where you are just normal, it is not, this thing of like mm, he's really fat <laughs> mm-hmm. like and then like you know it's like it's like and i like i wonder if they're just like looking at, at how fat i am and just kind of or you know what they're thinking mm-hmm. or, yeah. they're, or gonna, you... they're gonna judge me for you know i don't know eating promoting another, diabetes eating, <laughs> eating another appetizer um i just like, want to get
1: a t-shirt that says get diabetes
2: <laughs> <laughs> when you can just be yourself and it's just normal yeah. you and like you just get to interact like the normal people, do. <laughs> right? And I think, like at a you know, a, I we talked about this a lot. Like Air event, like I can do the level of interaction and networking that Dan does at a normal level so easily. It is, at, a, at an at a, like event, like at an event, it is so easy because, especially like bigger Vegas, where it is like this. We have taken over a huge space, so it is really just like this is a little mm-hmm. pocket dimension, yeah, where. <laughs> I just get too
3: biggie.
1: Well, and, and that's it, what, again, it's it's not that I'm trashing your label of introvert, Michael. It's not that at all.
3: <laughs> it's just that I- I'm, I tease you about yeah. it. It doesn't-
1: I, I just think that sometimes, you know, the, the whole introvert-extrovert model is inadequate to capture our mm-hmm. experience. Yeah, And Trevor is giving a really good demonstration of this of what this is, because if you put him- I mean, on this podcast, you would never guess he was the introvert on this podcast. He's the funny guy on this podcast. Yeah. And if you put him, if you drop him in bigger Vegas, he's going to be Merrimack Cheese. I think. Introducing everybody.
3: Yeah. I think there's, (laughs) I think what I'm pointing to, which is in support of what you're saying, is that if you feel I think the dangerous thing that Dan's pointing out is when you identify as an introvert and you, like, believe so wholly in that label, it makes you believe that you cannot yeah. have a good social interaction Which with leads people. you
0: closing doors. Which, then, yeah, which yeah.
3: maybe... And, and, you know, and there's nothing wrong with being a homebody. Yeah. Trust me. That yeah. is yeah, yeah, me yeah. to a T. But... Being an introvert doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't a version of social yeah. life out there that can be really, really rejuvenating and positive. It's sort mm-hmm. of like
0: picture all social interactions as being that play school toy, where you have a board with all these different shapes cut into it, mm. that you have blocks that you slide <laughs> mm-hmm. through, and when you fu- the right block will slide through that that right hole, but every time you try and put it through a different hole, it's gonna you're gonna have to cut off a piece of that block, right? Yeah. Every time you're entering a social situation that isn't made for your block. You're cutting off a little piece of yourself or closing it off for that interaction, Well, Mm -hmm. which is going to make it uncomfortable.
2: I will say that, you know, so even though I'm generally like I'm more introverted in just, I don't know, normal civilian spaces and I can, can get more extroverted in fat spaces or even just like when I'm the more I am comfortable with a group of people, the more extroverted I am. But I know I have encountered people where it was like someone I wasn't familiar with and it was kind of a fat space. And I, they were very introverted in that space. And I was like, Oh, like, are they not having a good time? Are they, you know, what, whatever. And I found out later that it's like, Oh, you know, their partner was like, Oh my God, they like so-and-so had such a great time. And like, they were just so mm-hmm. they loved being in that space. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I like, I wouldn't have guessed <laughs> that, but like that, even though they're still introverted in that space, it was energizing to them mm. to be around that yeah. energy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that can still, you know, the whole, that can be true even if someone is still just kind of like introverted.
3: And by I, I want to clarify, there's a difference. There's a big difference between introverted and socially awkward. Like you can be a socially awkward extrovert. Oh, yeah. And you can be an introvert that isn't socially awkward, but you know, it's it's more a management of energy. Like where do you feel energized and where do you feel exhausted?
1: Mm-hmm. I want to go back to something you said at the beginning, Michael. <clears throat> I think you were talking about having to manage and having like the filters mm-hmm. and it being sapping your energy and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I totally get what you mean. Like I said, my experience of that is I get bored. Sure. I'm fine being there, but like I, I need something to do. I find myself in my phone. But And I grant you, if there's such a thing as an extrovert, boy, am I it. (laughs) I grant you that. But it's also kind of weird because so much of what we're talking about, like this whole podcast is also, it's kind of what I do. It's my life. So Mm -hmm. when I go to that mixer and that guy from Yale says, so what do you do? Mm -hmm. This comes out of my mouth, this podcast, Mm -hmm. what do you do? I mean, I actually, you know, like, like all good, extroverts and promoters I have an elevator pitch Uh that's what I say at those mixers I say oh well I write and talk about what comes up for people when sexuality intersects with fatness Mm -hmm. and they're like oh and all of a sudden that's the whole conversation because well they either knew it's something they've never heard heard heard, no one says that like that's not oh I'm an actor Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh no (laughs) so and what happens is people will either glaze over and leave immediately which is fine Um, that's rare. Not everyone likes new things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and also the fat thing makes them nervous and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. blah. But usually what happens is (laughs) either like, what? And I have to explain it or this fascination, (laughs) like, oh my God, you do what? You say you teach pandas to play chess (laughs) and it becomes (laughs) this, this anomaly that they must investigate. But my point is that you don't have to necessarily hide where you're coming from. Like where when Trevor says like, oh, I'm on the board of NAFA, what's that? Well, it's the National Association to Advance Fans Acceptance, you know. And it it all of a sudden becomes a form of self-expression in the room that gives you a place to stand where otherwise you might have felt you didn't have a place to stand.
3: Sure, and I guess my point is that for you, that is, for you, based on how you've described it, that comes easily. That comes easily.
1: But mm-hmm. for Trevor, I think like you were just saying that if you could just say, oh, well, I'm on the board of NAFA, that would make it easier to be in that kind of you know sharing what you're doing space
2: yeah i mean i still might have to go to the bathroom to throw up or something <laughs> I, uh, I i i think i will just like you know um be like eat at the end of the night be et when he's all like pale <laughs> and, um wrinkly but i i can do it more now i think
1: well and i think you enjoy it
2: yeah. I mean, not enjoy it like sign me up, but enjoy it like no, no, in, I in am, the right circumstances. Yeah, exactly. I enjoy it like I enjoy working out. <laughs> like I get something from it. It's good for me, but I still just am, you know gross and sweaty at the end.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just plugging self uh, self-expression.
3: Yes. Yeah. I mean, what you're talking about is creating the space for yourself yeah, versus, yeah. and what I'm talking about is finding the space that exists. Mm-hmm. Yes. So well, but and the, two different and, ways to go about the same thing.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Well, right.
2: And I think, you know, going back to what I said about the, the introvert who was, you know, quiet, but still energized by that space. I think that's fine too, to just use that as, a space to be and to recharge for your general life mm-hmm. and just really get to be, even if you're just like just sitting there and
3: enjoying uh, me talking about being like ET. <laughs> <laughs> my, in my experience, so I'm, I, before we wrap this up, I, I have some thoughts and maybe I was going to ask you guys about like where to find Chub Chaser spaces. Um, and my, my first thought, having gone down this road before, was not that you can't find people worthwhile to hang out in bigger city because that's how I met both Don mm-hmm. and Trevor. <laughs> um, but that, that sort of comes with a lot of major caveats as far as the whole bigger Vegas, like, will we, won't we thing that hangs mm-hmm. in the air of like, yeah.
1: So, yeah, I, I totally get what you're talking about. I think, for example, chasers in particular, Chubs are better at this chasers in particular, do not talk to each other. And mm. it is a huge problem not only for the chasers, but also for the chubs. Mm -hmm. And I think a surprising amount of people are open to having a conversation about this experience. Like I'm a chub, you're a chub. Do you want to grab dinner? I'm a chaser. You're a chaser. Do you want to grab coffee? Mm -hmm. Because we live five miles from each other because we live 10 miles from each other and there's nothing sexual on the table. Mm -hmm. Like you got to make that clear because you're there. Otherwise it's like you're in your head about it. Unless you want there to be something sexual on the table, and that's something else.
3: That, yeah, just that's talk something
1: about else. It. Yeah, <laughs> just talk about it. But but just the idea of like, hey, wouldn't it be fun to yeah. hang out? Bigger City has
0: personality traits on there. They have hobbies on there. You can search by. I those find things. that everybody.
3: Is this true of you guys? I find that everybody kind of just puts everything. On those. A lot of people do
1: for the check boxes, I think that's, those are the ones I don't respond to.
3: Oh, okay. (laughs) No, but I,
1: I really respect when somebody has taken the time to say something on their profile, you Mm. can get a flavor. You can get a flavor even, even if it's blank, you know, blank has a flavor. True. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so (laughs) if you're looking, if you're looking for a nice, uh, non-sexual, non-awkward overture, comment on someone's interests.
3: Mm-hmm. Sure. I also think, I mean, I, I get this from, um, you know, there, there is a lot of Facebook groups out there, some of which are a little trashy, but like, I also know plenty of people who have like, you know, chub Taser bear gaming group of Southern California and like mm-hmm. people on there regularly meet up and have game nights if that's your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would, you know, if, if, and I, this is may not be an issue for people, but if you feel like that's something you could get, Something out of in your life that you would enjoy or potentially could enjoy. Um, what? What are Sorry, you? I'm just at? thinking of the
2: time that I tried to organize a writing group. And <laughs> and, oh yeah, oh, that yeah. was a nightmare. I've yep. I tried to do that with a filmmaking <laughs> okay, group. Okay, okay. So so I I
1: did organize a writing group. I'm in it, and it's going really well. But here's the difference: I knew all of them as writers before I invited them to the group.
2: Yeah. Mine was meetup.com. I do realize that. <laughs> so it's very confusing. That's just, maybe that'll be like a mini side story. Sometime. So my,
1: my, my, suggestion, if you feel like, Oh, I want to do that, but I don't want to just open the door mm-hmm. to whoever comes in, maybe take a writing class, maybe go to a writing workshop. And then if, and then if you find people that you click with, invite them to the group. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. And also the best advice I can give is if you're going to start up a group, don't be afraid to fail. It's okay because (laughs) if you fail once or twice, the third time you might get it right. You're going to learn a bit more. Mm -hmm. Each time you do it, you might find one person to add to that, to add to that ongoing group that you're building. Well, it's,
1: it's so poignant because, you know, just because you fail once doesn't mean it's a bad idea. Yeah.
3: Sure. And, and I think you can, if you're, if you're making the group yourself, you can say writing group for beginners, you know, you can, you can. Yeah. It
2: was, that's a story for another time.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so anyway the the main point for me was just like it's possible. It's possible, mm-hmm. even if you feel like you've had so many life experiences making yeah. you feel like you don't have a social setting where you're not gonna feel exhausted. Um, it's possible to find mm-hmm. one. Um, I mean, we already talked
2: about my tip, but I think this is kind of ties in. We are doing our little group group self-care yes. jam session. Maybe you'll meet some pals on Zoom there. in October In October, date to come. Uh, if there's if you really are interested in kind of talking, self care uh with fat folks people who love fat folks mm-hmm. uh let us know what time zone you're in and like good time I mean we're going to do our best to accommodate everyone but people who are really, like super interested let us know yeah
3: and we'll try and make something work um yeah and it's it's a bit we're chomping at the bit it's, it's, i so don do you want to set up how you came up with this bit or do you want to just dive in I,
0: let's dive in okay you <laughs> tell me if i need the disclaimer we've, after we've gone <laughs> through this yes. um yeah
3: i'm so excited
0: there is a theme for today's bit see if you can figure out what it is (laughs) um so since we were talking about sort of finding your people this Mm. week and finding the right situation i thought i would do a episode on uh starcraft star-crossed people soulmates things that came in together and went out together in special ways okay uh people joined by destiny
2: Hmm. Just like mass so, ritual suicide. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, I just got to say, I, I live with a, ca-
0: I live with a catastrophist. I do remember <laughs> researching this and holy crap. Most of these are really, really dreadful stories. These are awesome. So <laughs> okay. I, I stuck with them. The ones that happy got happy cut ones. out. Uh, All right. Uh, so Mark Twain, Mark Twain is famous uh, as an author and famous wit whose words have inspired generations of American writers. Maybe it's a sign from above that both his birth and death coincided with what event?
1: Oh, <gasps> I think
0: I know. Oh. Uh, I'm going to give you hints. Buzz in when you think you know what it is. Trevor already thinks, and everyone only gets one guess.
3: Okay, okay.
0: We're adding that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Trevor, do you want to use your one guess uh, right no, now? No,
2: I'm going to wait for you to give one. And then... Okay, mm. first hint. <laughs> I have no idea.
0: It's an out of this
2: world event. Buzz, buzz, Trevor, buzz first. <laughs>
3: no, I
1: said I know first.
2: <laughs> Haley's comment.
0: You are correct. I knew that. Um, (laughs) Mark Twain was born and died uh, on the days that Halley's Comet were first sighted.
1: And yet they call it Halley's Comet.
3: Yeah. (laughs) What's up with that?
0: I I thought it was interesting. Um, He actually, there's a quote about him. uh, uh, There is a quote from him before he died predicting it would happen again. (laughs) Uh, He wrote, uh, the Almighty has said, no doubt, now here are these two unaccountable freaks. They came in together. They must go
2: out together. <laughs> oh, it'd be cool if Haley's Comet killed him. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just on his deathbed and he sees it. He's like, oh, you know, such I think beauty, he's, and then it just. <laughs> the I think he's
1: gaming the system. I Blittering think he's waiting for the comet. To I
2: die. did actually read one of these stories
0: about a family called the Comet family. They were that was their last name, whose house was hit by a comet.
3: Oh no! So that nice. was interesting. I was All just right. asking for it.
0: Um, Esther and Paul Grochen had been seeing each other for a short time when Paul decided to ask her to be his girlfriend that day while paying for a sandwich, he noticed that a dollar bill he was about to hand to the cashier had something special on it. How strange he thought that this should happen right when he was thinking about his relationship with Esther. He kept the bill and decided to frame it and gave it to her as a gift. She was speechless when she saw it many years later after they were married. Paul found out why Esther knew at that exact moment that they were going to be married. What was on that bill?
1: Her picture, because she's Ulysses S. Grant. (laughs) (laughs) A diamond ring. You didn't buzz. (laughs) (laughs) right. First hint. It was
0: written in pencil. Uh Uh-oh. It was a word. Buzz? Trevor? It was her name. That is correct. Uh, She had written her own name oh on a gosh. dollar bill after a prior breakup and sort of said a little prayer saying you know may i will marry the person who gives this dollar bill back to me holy shit
3: now did he know that she had done that no he didn't know it was
1: her handwriting what? he
0: just
3: so, he just
1: saw her name and got and kept the bill yep <laughs> uh
0: and apparently she didn't tell him in the moment because she thought that bringing up marriage at that early point would freak him
3: out that's probably wise mm. yep yeah. I just, I love that. That's oh. a tall tale. I don't believe any of that.
1: Yeah, it was
0: actually on an NPR episode of This American Life. So. Well, then, uh, wow. then you know it's true. Of, you, of course. course. NPR would lie to, to us.
1: Ira's sacrosanct. <laughs>
0: All right. Final question of the day. Eight-year-old...
3: <laughs> I don't understand the question. Take 2 80
0: <laughs> Eight-year-old Shu Weifang of Zhangshu Province, China, saved an eight-year-old boy from drowning Despite his advanced age and recent injuries. But the events took an interesting turn when Zhu discovered that 30 years prior, he had actually done
1: what?
2: Buzz. Ooh, Trevor. That he had saved the boy's father from drowning. That is correct. Well done. What? Yeah.
0: Yeah. These are all sort of famous coincidences <laughs> that have they have at, most of all of these have been documented. So Wow. Uh, I, the, the, they can be backed up if you search
3: for them online what a um, cre- does this guy just like hang out at lakes like waiting for people to start well drowning? it helps when you, it helps
1: when you drown the guy first
3: oh <laughs> that does make for a better story
0: mm-hmm. uh, what it didn't say on there was whether or not like he was a family friend like he'd bonded with a he saved mm-hmm. and so he was just happened to be around you know i
1: saved your father when he was your age
3: (laughs) why don't you get in the water (laughs) (laughs) never go swimming around uncle ju and trevor if you've ever been saved by somebody uh where can people let us know on social media
2: well we're on instagram and twitter as at big fat gay pod we're on facebook as the big fat gay podcast five stars there five stars apple us on Patreon. Why not? We got a lot of cool shit there now. Yeah, we do. See the articles we talked about at www.BigFatGayPod.com Maybe you are a balloon. And you're not one of the nice balloons that's a little girl. You're a little you're a dirty balloon and you're at the Balloon oh. Strip Club. Oh no! <laughs> and I realized that this is not part of the episode, so you have to, you have to go to Patreon for the full context of this. So... The balloon's coming out. The music's starting.
3: So <laughs> watch out. I'm sorry. What part of the episode was that? I don't from- know. You, I don't know it either. Was before the episode, it that was, was the, the balloon music music. show. <laughs> How could you guys forget
2: the balloon script show? I still don't remember. My it. brain.
3: He played the music with his... Oh balloons? God! This oh. guy who was trying to get his. Yeah. How
1: could you forget? that? Yeah. Because uh, I didn't remember it though. <laughs> <laughs>